This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. New Year's Eve in a pandemic. How the crossroads of the world will be different when the ball drops. Fears crowds will show up and turn the ball drop into a super spreader. And with thousands of COVID patients spending Christmas in hospitals. Just 30 ICU beds left in all of L.A. County. Then, holiday supermarket scare. What's behind a rash of COVID outbreaks at grocery stores? We've had 23 positive cases of COVID. What you need to know when you go to the supermarket. Plus, just released, the autopsy report on the mid-flight COVID scare. What we've learned about the passenger who went into cardiac arrest. Why the other passengers are so angry. I just wish they would be transparent. And the Trump's last Christmas card from the White House. Photoshopped? The biggest telltale for me is... Then, a desperate plea to the president from the family of a college student jailed in paradise for breaking quarantine. I know you're very busy, but I need help and I don't know where to turn. Plus, talk about social distance. That's where I live. This woman lives near the North Pole. This is just, you know, regular dog walk. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi in for Deborah. We know Christmas is going to be different, but New Year's Eve will be unlike any other two. Forget about the massive crowds we usually see in Times Square because scaled back preparations are underway. But will people party by the rules? Here's Stephen Fabian. The kickoff of 2020. No one that night could have imagined how all our lives would be disrupted. Now 2021 is almost here, and there's a risk New Year's Eve celebrations could become COVID super spreaders. Most of us can't wait for 2020 to be over. And check this out. The big 2021 sign that will help bring in the new year is already here in Times Square, ready to be lifted into position. And check this out. There's actually been a line of people here all morning standing in line just to take their picture in front of the big sign. Now the famous ball drop and the star performances will still go on as planned, but instead of 2 million revelers packed into Times Square, it will be just 100 specially invited frontline workers. But there are concerns that thousands of other people will still try to crash the party. Police in Times Square last year to keep people safe will be there in force to keep people out. New Year's Eve this year is not a place, Times Square is not a place to congregate. Uh, we are going to Get that message out intensely over the next days. And we're learning more about the man who caused a COVID scare on board a United Airlines flight and later died. The just-released coroner's report identifies him as Isaias Hernandez. 
He was 69 years old, and his cause of death was COVID-19. Megan Hubbard and her fiancé Cameron Roberts were sitting three rows from the stricken passenger. Incredibly, they say there's been no effort to contact them to tell them they were exposed. Just over a week now, and we still haven't heard anything. So. A spokesman for United says it's up to the CDC, not the airline, to reach out to passengers. As the pandemic rages on, 115,000 Americans are expected to spend Christmas in the hospital. Here's Jim Murray. Los Angeles is now being called the epicenter of the pandemic. Only 30 ICU beds are available in all of L.A. County. More than 200 medical doctors and nurses are being called in to help overwhelmed hospital staff. And authorities are literally pleading with people to stay home. Many Americans have said they'll get vaccinated if Dr. Anthony Fauci does. And today, he did. Getting a shot of the new Moderna vaccine at the National Institutes of Health. And some promising news. A USA Today poll shows 46% of Americans say they will take the vaccine as soon as they can. That's close to double from the same poll conducted in late October. And as people do their last-minute food shopping for Christmas, comes an outbreak in supermarkets, especially in the Los Angeles area where hundreds of businesses are affected. A trip to the grocery store is becoming more and more risky, and it couldn't happen at a worse time. Here's Lisa Guerrero. Just as people are doing their last-minute Christmas shopping, COVID-19 numbers are spiking at grocery stores here in the Los Angeles area. At this Food for Less in Palmdale, California, 23 employees have tested positive in the last two weeks alone. And staff members are really concerned that their health is at risk while these stores remain open during the holidays. It's not just grocery stores. The numbers are staggering. A report says Los Angeles County is investigating outbreaks at 490 businesses compared to 173 just a month ago. Why do you think that this outbreak has hit this particular store so badly? I'm going to say it's the crowd control. There was no distancing, you know, enforced. Barbara Hughes is a cashier at Food for Less. She wears two masks and two sets of gloves while on the clock. What is your biggest concern as an employee of Food for Less? I don't want to get this virus. I don't want to take it home to my grand, my two grandsons live with me. 19-year-old Donovan Williams works alongside Barbara and has been sick for a week with COVID. I can come in contact with people who might have it, might not know they have it. It remains unclear where the employees became infected. Food for Less released a statement saying our most urgent priority has been to provide a safe environment for our associates and customers. We would not operate stores that are hazardous. No matter where you grocery shop, there are important tips to remember. Number one, you must sanitize your hands. Number two, always wear a mask. As you can see, I have a mask on. Number three, you want to wipe off your cart as you are shopping to make sure that there are no germs on that cart. And number four, you want to keep your distance. Tips to stay safe while getting your holiday groceries. 
Another tip, avoid touching items near the checkout counter since they've probably been handled by lots of other shoppers. It's the last Christmas card of the Trump presidency. The president and first lady posing in matching tuxedos inside the White House. But some say the shot of Mr. Trump looks very similar to an older photo, leading to speculation it's photoshopped. We went to a photo expert for his take. Was the official White House Christmas card photoshopped? He's not looking at the camera, tweeted one skeptic. Their hair was trimmed, tweeted another. One theory is that President Trump was cut from this photo taken last year in London and photoshopped onto the Christmas portrait alongside First Lady Melania. We asked photo expert David Major from the New York Film Academy to take a look. This definitely looks like it could be a composite. The biggest telltale for me is that there really is no contact shadow. And a contact shadow is when two objects are actually touching each other in real life. So I would expect to see a contact shadow underneath the feet where the shoes are actually touching the red carpet. And that for me is missing. There definitely has this feeling of sort of a paper cutout you know, to the hairline for both of them, especially with the First Lady. What you notice if you zoom in close, there's really no contact between his arm and her jacket. You would expect to see some kind of pressure where two things are pushing against each other, you know, even a little ripple in the fabric or something like that. The president has been MIA for 10 days now. His last public appearance was on December 12th at West Point but he's been active on Twitter, still ranting about the election. It was a rigged election, he tweeted today in all caps. CBS News White House correspondent Paula Reed says tensions are running high behind closed doors. His mood is concerning a lot of people around him because he is increasingly turning on a lot of his top aides, uh, his White House counsel, his chief of staff, even his vice president. He is really reportedly only willing to engage with people who are uh, willing to support and engage his conspiracy theories about the election. Hi, Charlie. How are you? Yesterday, he called into a conference for young conservatives in Palm Beach. We won this election in a landslide. Also at that conference, Don Jr.'s girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle, made quite the entrance, treating the 4,000 high school and college students to a sexy little dance. And speaking of the president, he just received an email from the family of the college student from Georgia sentenced to four months in a Caribbean jail for breaking quarantine. But can the president help bring her home? Here's Amber Cogliano. I think people laughed at me when I said, I just emailed the president. Jeannie Mack says she had nowhere else to turn. Her 18-year-old granddaughter is in jail in the Caribbean after she broke quarantine restrictions to watch her boyfriend in a jet ski race. I'm very nervous. They're, they should have just started their appeal. Skylar Mack was sentenced to four months in jail in the Cayman Islands after admitting she slipped away from a two-week quarantine after just two days. Her grandmother went straight to President Trump. And said, I know you're very busy, but I need help and I don't know where to turn. He has an email address? Yeah, you have to send it to the White House with his name on it and it goes to him. She read us part of her plea. She's 18 years old and they're alone. We've exhausted our funds and need help getting her home. Please help us. So you feel the White House really worked for you in this case? I think they tried. Some good news for the family today. Skyler's sentence was cut in half to two months. Andrell Harris is a reporter who was in the courtroom. After the sentence was uh, imposed by the appeal courts, 
Miss Mack became distraught. She began crying, head down, uh, head in her hands while she sobbed. And I was a few feet away. I could overhear her saying that she simply can't do this. She can't go back to prison. She will spend Christmas behind bars. And this is so hard for a family to cope with uh, in this time of the year. She's all alone. She has no family here. She's 18 years old. And and it's the holidays. It's just very painful. And, you know, we we are all in limbo. No one really wants to do Christmas without Skylar. Skylar and her boyfriend are the first two people to be prosecuted under the harsher quarantine rules recently put in place in the Cayman Islands. Well, we all know Santa Claus lives in the North Pole, but what's it really like to live in one of the coldest places on Earth? One woman is showing us with her very own video diary. It's a little bit windy, honey. It's a dog walk in the North Pole. Listen to that howling wind. And just getting out the door is a major feat in itself. We need a lot of stuff before we can go. Cecilia Blumdahl puts some reflectors on her pooch in case he darts away in the pitch black darkness, which right now lasts 24 hours a day. Next is all about layers because we're talking cold, 12 below zero cold. First, she puts on snow pants, then a scarf, next a hat, and of course, a big thick jacket. And last but not least, a big, powerful light. Very bright. So I am ready to head out. Cecilia has lived here for five years, and I just had to ask. Of all the places you could live in the entire world, why would you live near the North Pole? There is so much incredible nature here, and the village is full of interesting people and we're all kind of here for the same reason we love nature and exploring and we get to live in this incredible place there's one ready, big guys? plus you don't have to worry okay. about social distancing ah but be warned the north pole may not be covid free forever the first cases have just been reported in antarctica 2020 is the deadliest year in U.S. history, with deaths expected to top 3 million for the first time, due mainly to the pandemic. And one man has come up with a moving tribute to remember those gone too soon. It's one homeowner's memorial to victims of the pandemic. Thousands of flags, each representing someone who died of COVID in his home state of Texas. Austin-based artist Shane Riley hopes his lawn display inspires people to take the pandemic seriously. Each one of these flags is a human being. The flags are a reminder that families nationwide will be missing loved ones this holiday season. I lost my husband that I've known for 50 years. I lost my mom. I lost my dad and my uncle. These people have come together in grief through a COVID support group on Facebook created by Sabila Khan, whose father passed away in April. And now, especially the holidays, is making the pain that much worse. Throughout the pandemic, the group has grown from four to nearly 4,000. It's made it easier for, the, for me to carry this grief that I'm dealing with. But there are ways to cope, says grief counselor Jeremy Barnett. A few things that people can do are journaling, get your thoughts down on paper, you know, connect as much as possible, whether it's online, whether it's FaceTime, phone, really reach out to people. Staying connected is key to getting through this unprecedented holiday season. It is so helpful in reminding me that I'm not alone. 
Our thoughts are with everyone who has lost a loved one this holiday season. Back with more after this. Next, body cam video of the trucker accused of mowing down five cyclists. What happened today? I guess I fell asleep. Cops say he had meth in his system. I'm just real shaking. Then, super mask? The mask that the company claims filters out everything. It's like wearing a space helmet. Plus, the Grinch gets a big surprise. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. It was a devastating story. Five cyclists killed when a truck crashed into them from behind. Now police body cam video has been released of the truck driver tearfully telling cops he fell asleep. But authorities say he also had meth in his system. It's just released body cam video of a truck driver moments after a horrifying crash that killed five bicyclists. I guess I fell asleep because I don't remember it. I remember hitting Jordan Barson tearfully recounted to authorities what just happened on the Nevada highway. You don't remember anything? You just woke up to... Yeah. What exactly? To, to seeing bikers? He's given a field sobriety test. Watch as Jordan stumbles, holding onto his truck for support. I'm just real shaking. Authorities now say a high level of methamphetamine was found in Jordan's system. He says he was on his routine courier route when he fell asleep crashing into the bikers. Five cyclists died at the scene. At least, at least 15 bicyclists that were hit by it. People are not moving. There's bodies on the ground. They were a part of a group of friends on a yearly 135-mile adventure called the Nipton Loop, taking them from Nevada into California and back again. Now this trucker will have a lot of explaining to do in court. I guess I fell asleep. The truck driver is facing multiple charges, including five counts of DUI resulting in death. And when we come back, the new mask that looks just like a space helmet. There are hundreds of thousands of masks for sale on Amazon, but this is being called the super mask. How's this for a fancy face mask? It fits right over your head, kind of like a space helmet. It's called the microclimate air. And the makers say it's designed primarily for plane passengers to filter the air around them. We're in the airport and people ask where we're going. We're going to Mars. The makers say the mask is still being tested to see if it's as good as the coveted N95 masks. They say it uses fans and filters the incoming and outgoing air. Two motors here. The batteries are in the back. The makers say they've sold 5,000 of the masks in three months. What is the current retail on this? This is uh, $299. Quite a mask and quite a price tag. And when we come back, the Grinch gets what he deserves. Finally, boy versus Grinch. Look behind you, buddy. You're getting photobombed by the Grinch. Whoa, nice right hook. You messed with the wrong kid, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> the Grinch has definitely met his match. And that's Inside Edition for today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.